This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Montana Department of Labor and Industry says state numbers for occupational injuries and illnesses for 2021 remained at 3.4 per 100 workers, the same as 2020. While the rate has remained the same, the number of jobs has grown, according to the state's Survey of Occupational Injuries and Illness. The report notes Montana's quarterly census of employed and wage data shows that the Treasure State's annual employment increased over 21,000 jobs to 479,000 during the time period. Montana's rate was above the national average. Again, it was 3.4. The national average is 2.7 per 100 workers. Also, workplace fatalities were not included in the 20-page report. In 2020, there were 29 workplace-related deaths in Montana. Montana employers reported 12,100 OSHA injuries and illnesses in 2021, with 10,400 of those in the private sector. That's an increase from 11,700 total injuries in 2020. Out of the 10,400 private industry injuries and illnesses, 5,600 were serious enough to require recuperation away from work, a transfer from, or restricted duties at work, or both. Holly O'Dell, the president and CEO of the Montana State Fund, says the report was a mixed bag. Montana State Fund is a not-for-profit public corporation. It's Montana's largest workers' compensation insurance company and insures nearly 25,000 Montana employees and their workers. Among the top industries, just by numbers, health care and social assistance reported 2,400 injuries, retail at 2,200, state and local government 1,700, construction 1,300. Last week, following Election Day, the Mansfield Center at the University of Montana hosted two legislative leaders for a video conversation called Can Civility Prevail in the Montana Legislature? John Benyon, the Government Relations Director for the Washington Companies and a board member of the Marine and Mike Mansfield Center, moderated the forum with 655 registered viewers. Housing, mental health, the so-called bipartisan judiciary, and property taxes, along with health care and provider rates and the budget surplus will be, quote, the hot topics you hear about over and over again, according to Representative Lou Jones, the Conrad Republican. Our caucus is going to be focused on how we develop an economy that works for families and for businesses or our communities, said Representative Kim Abbott, a Helena Democrat and the House Minority Leader. Jones said, a lot of times big hospitals cry wolf pretty loud, and it's not true. This time, though, the books show institutions are seeing as much as a 24% increase in the cost of acquiring nurses. 
Jones said he anticipates Warm Springs, the state mental health hospital, will also be on the agenda. Abbott agreed, quote, Luckily, both sides of the aisle have, I think, a lot of expertise and a lot of goodwill to work together on those issues. She pointed to child care and housing as issues that directly affect the workforce. The cost to buy and rent homes in some Montana communities has skyrocketed, and Abbott said it needs to be easier to build homes for workers. During the 2021 legislature, the session passed laws to reshape the judiciary, and at the forum last week, Jones said there's a significant feeling of a partisan judiciary, and he expects that subject to be on the front burner again. Abbott says increased political polarization has impacted Helena a little more in recent years, and she hears about getting along when she's knocking on doors. Quote, I hear from a lot of people that they just wish the squabbling would stop and people would work together. Just some of the legislature's division is not between parties. It can be between rural and urban areas. And Jones, who represents a rural district that's 70% Republican, says he might disagree with a Republican from an urban area. At times, he says, the legislature is composed of four parties, with moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats, and then the extreme factions at both ends. He called the situation too much weight on the wingtips. Republicans will have a supermajority in both houses in the next legislative session. Jones and Abbott agreed that a supermajority doesn't mean every idea gets every single Republican vote. Also, Jones says it's important to remember that legislative referendums don't necessarily pass muster with the voters, with LR-131 as the recent example. Jones says the majority shouldn't behave like a bully. Quote, you'd better take a look out there and see what has support. Last week, of course, Montanans voted down LR-131, which would have dictated how caregivers treat newborns with no chance of survival. Abbott said she believed the measure was meant to be divisive, but the outcome, which left treatment for infants in the hands of providers and families, show Montanans still back one of the values of the Montana Constitution. Moderator Benyon said both Jones and Abbott have demonstrated some of the best qualities of Montana's Senator Mike Mansfield, the longest-serving U.S. Senate Majority Leader. State wildlife officials say northwest Montana hunters can expect more activity in the days ahead as the rut has begun. That's the deer breeding season. It typically begins in early to mid-November and often leads to increased hunting success. The arrival of winter weather can also help hunters as snow cover improves their ability to track animals. That's according to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Montana's deer and elk hunting season runs through November 27th. So far, more than 6,100 hunters have appeared at regional game check stations with mixed results. The overall number of hunters with harvested elk is up compared to a year ago, while the number of hunters with deer is down. 
Overall, mule deer numbers are down, with 47 harvested, compared to 69 at this time last season. When mule deer numbers are down in large regions of the state, or even in specific hunting districts, FWP adjusts the number of licenses in response. The methodology is called adaptive harvest management, and state officials say it's the foundation of mule deer management in Montana. Mule deer counts in southeast Montana are 36% below 2021 numbers and 47% below the long-term average. In response, FWP has issued just 3,000 mule deer bee licenses this year for Region 7, compared with 5,500 tags in last year and 11,000 in 2021. Some eastern Montana officials are telling residents to object to the water rights claims set out in the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribe Water Compact. Deputy Attorney Wally Cognon, an attorney with a history of working on water rights cases, led a public meeting recently at the Sanders County Commissioner's Chambers, where he advised advised individuals and the county itself to file objections. The compact between the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes, the state of Montana, and the United States settled water rights in western Montana. Republican Senator U.S. Danes in 2019 introduced the Montana Water Rights Protection Act in Congress after years of effort from Montana Senator John Tester, a year into law by former President Donald Trump. Secretary of the Interior Deb Haaland ratified the contract in 2021, clearing the way for establishment of the Flathead Reservation Water Management Board, a new entity tasked with administering water rights on the reservation. Although the Water Board has been meeting since late January, the compact itself awaits a final decree by the Montana Water Court. The Water Court has an objection period that's open through December 6th. Cogden warned that most western Montana residents, cities, and counties should be paying attention to the issue. Cogden made several claims. He said if water quality needs to be improved, either the source of pollution needs to be removed or more water will be needed to dilute the water sources. This could lead to neighbors needing to settle water quality rights between themselves, according to Condon. With the tribe's water rights dating back to either 1855 or time immemorial, the tribes would have the longest standing water rights. Cogden claimed the Montana Water Rights Protection Act is making changes not known or approved of by the state legislature. He called it legislation of the blind. On Tuesday, representatives from the statewide offices of public instruction, state auditor, and attorney general took part in the random selection of precincts and races that will be hand-counted during audits in most counties that use tabulators. 
counties will hold those audits in the next week and are required to submit the canvassed results to the Secretary of State's office within two weeks of Election Day. The Secretary of State will hold the statewide canvass and certification on November 29th. And finally, downhill and backcountry skiers and snowboarders are looking ahead to the upcoming season across Montana. Some ski areas like Great Divide outside of Helena and Lookout Pass on the Montana-Idaho border have already opened. On Friday, November 18th, Ski Discovery near Anaconda will open. According to the Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Center, a storm on Wednesday is expected to bring another five to six inches of snow to the mountains around Cook City, Big Sky, and Bozeman. For big mountain skiers, Big Sky Resort will open four lifts on November 23rd at 9 a.m. for the season. Another will open on Thanksgiving Day. After opening last week, Lookout Pass will be open on Friday for another three days of skiing. Elsewhere, Red Lodge Mountain will open on November 25th, Whitefish Mountain Resort December 7th, Showdown Montana Bridger Bowl and Snow Bowl on December 9th. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio and KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 51 states and Canadian provinces and in 27 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our book, including a much expanded version of our story on the water rights. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.